You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. All right cash the ticket whatever nfl football sucks impossible to bet on all right now after that's done here's mike sullivan who simply can't lose <laughs> give us the records tell us all about futility on my end because i i'm the king of losing by a half point and then let's let's just really luxuriate in your week because i can't figure out i can't figure out how you're continuing this run. I don't get it's crazy and, and I feel like I'm due for a two and eight week or something stupid. I'm rooting but, for it to be quite honest. Yeah. Just to come back down to earth. No, I just I get tired of the public bullshit bets that you make and you win. But hey, listen, good for you. You think so? Absolutely. I mean like a, 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 any 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 loser can roll out and bet the Ravens. And you're sitting there giving bad numbers, giving bad angles. And you win. And it's like, I don't understand how it continues. But it does. And then you're on the other side where you make these super sharp plays. Like your totals, you're the total king. I, I you are the ran total. The crazy total. Total king. You're the man with totals. Some of the sides you take, I am I am honestly I'm in awe. It's almost like when some people go to a church and, and the pastor touches their forehead and they just fall backwards. <laughs> I'm in awe at some of the shit you get away with. Well, I had a big bet, uh, and a personal bet, I had a big bet on the Bears last week, that Thursday night game. That was a sharp, no, 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 you were all over the right side there. That one you was did great. great work there. That's not what I'm speaking. So, 7-2 and two last week, 7-2 and two the week before, 4-5 and five the week before, 9-0 and oh the week before. Which is, Can you tally that 27 up? 27-9. A 27-9 month. Puts me to 15 games over, which is 67, uh, 52, and 2. What's you are, the percentage on 67, 52, and 2? I'm not a smart yeah. man, but I know what love is. Just, I want to really spend a moment on on your season. It is it is truly phenomenal. I don't care what anybody says. No one's going to give you credit. It's it's. I can bust your chops for some of the bets you've gotten away with, but overall, your work has been impeccable. See, winning percentage if you're 67 and 52. I know mm-hmm. there's two ties now. That would that would be 56.3 percent. All right. Now think which about still that. as great as I've been. But think about it. 56 percent. You're going to be profitable. Now, if you bet the Barely. Same, well, there's the key. If you bet the same amount on every game, and we assume a minus 110 VIG, tally it out. Let's yep. say you were doing $100 a game, just, yep. just for fun. So six, uh, you'd be 6700 bucks in, quote, wins. Yep. And you lost 52 games, right? Correct. Okay, so you'd be 5200 down plus an additional 5.2 in VIG. Which is fifty-seven point two. So you'd be ten units up on the year. Right. You'd be a thousand dollars to the good. That's how hard you gotta work to beat the man. Now that is if Sully is showing absolute discipline, which I know he's not, because he does his little "I like this game more and this game less." That's his business. My point is, like Friday right. night. Right. I know you loved Utah. Yeah, I lost. And on you that. know I loved yeah. Oregon. Now I know we're not. We never get into specifics. I think that's just so fucking tacky. I don't even have better wording for it. I hate when you don't talk about what you win and what you lose. Right. It's just not appropriate. It's no one's business. But I know Utah hurt more than a one-unit play. Oh yeah, I, I put a lot on that. So that, my, that did. My point is for all the people you know who sit there and go, "Well, I can do better than that," or "Oh man, come on, that's not great." You need to understand 
Sully right now at 56%. If you're at 56%, you're considered a tremendous sports better. If you're at 57 or, God forbid, 58, you are amongst the elite professionals in the world. Jeez, yeah. In the world. So that's how difficult it is. I mean— and it's, that's it, also why sometimes, and, and all jokes aside with what we do on the regular show with the Cocked and Loaded, that's sometimes where when you hear this unit stuff, it's yeah. a little misleading because you can be a lot of units up, but when you're considering the losses, for instance, I, I had a five-unit loss last night, but it's just units. It's not this. You're not really taking the, the VIG into consideration when you're right. just tallying units. Yeah, this, it's just, I, I you know, we started this, and, and again, I, I never assume that people have listened for all 15 weeks, whatever. This might be the only one people listen to. It might be the last one they ever listen to. I don't know. This was an experiment as much as anything else. I have never, never bet on a weekly basis throughout a football season. I never have. Now, I've always had a Vegas trip in the fall or yep. a Vegas trip for, you know, divisional or wild card weekend. Or I would occasionally play a game. Maybe I'm sitting with some friends, one guy, and I'd go, hey, let's put in something. But this was an experiment as much as anything else because I wanted to put myself through the paces of a sports better. But I'll tell you what has really, and you've seen it with my record, it, it wears you down. You're 58-58, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and again, I'd been above 500 the entire year. I, you've seen, It just wears you down. I think it wears you down mentally. I think it wears you down from a confidence standpoint. The idea, it was funny, because the idea of preparing for this show this week made me nauseous. Oh. The, I, no, because it's like... I have put in so much time over the year. And, like, you know, you sit there and you go, all right, I got 17 reasons to bet this team. I got an appropriate money spread. I got a team the public doesn't like. I got all the things where you feel like you're in the right spot and you lose by a half point. Louisiana Lafayette against Appy State. Right. Lose six and a half, lose by seven. I go, what am I doing here? And again, you know, I've had some very, very good weeks, and I've had one. I had one very bad week. Paid dearly for it. The rest of the weeks, even this week, what did I go last week overall in the Island of Misfit Toys Challenge? Four, five, one. There you go. But it's like you were. Let's see, college, you were three, two, one. Yep. NFL, you were one and three. So yeah. that, that's what did. Uh, it. And on the NFL, the NFL is impossible. The point is, let's say you go. Uh, Four, what was it? What was the overall again? I apologize. Four, five, one. All right, four, five, and one. You don't get hurt. Oh, I lose one. You know, one unit. Yeah. You don't get hurt that way. But the only time you're going to get really hurt, like when I had disaster week five weeks ago. But the other weeks, I'm staying afloat. I'm in the mix. I had some really good weeks early. You know, I, what, what did I have? The seven and zero weekend or whatever it was. I had the the four, five and zero in the NFL a few weeks back. Those are the weeks you got to make your hay because you're going to give it back. Yep, that's oh, absolutely. the part of this I'm fascinated by. As sports betting becomes legal here in Michigan, as it's become legalized in so many states, I'm really fascinated if the average guy is going to have the same experience I'm having, which is I can tell you up front, it is not as enjoyable as it was in September. Or October, etc. It, it, it is now a thing where if I'm not doing the pod, I wouldn't be betting every week because it's not enjoyable. I'm doing this because it's a challenge and it's a social experiment here where I really wanted to put myself through it. I still enjoyed knowing I have Vegas coming up, mm. gearing up for it, going crazy for 48 to 72 hours, <laughs> and then coming home. Yeah, no, compartmentalizing. The, the idea I, I of the preparation every week that you have to put in if you don't want to get butchered and having it end up, again, on the year, certainly. I, you know, we've, we've had some money line plays I've done very well on. Uh, we talked about joking around with, with crazy parlay weekend in week four of the NFL, which really paid for just about everything for, for months on end if I lost. But overall, Mike, the record is what the record is, and, and all the work, all the perceived knowledge, and you are where you are. I think it's an incredible study to look at just how tough the numbers are. And college, maybe you think you can find bigger advantages. 
The NFL, I, I am at a point with the National Football League, I'm convinced there's just no advantage. I mean, you see these games play out and where these numbers lie, and you just shudder. Yep. I mean, it, it's now, look, you've been killing it. I mean, you should absolutely take the lead on the NFL. I have, well, no, let me ask you I have no confidence. You, you were it. saying, no. you're saying, uh, you know, obviously you put a lot of research into it, and, and you feel like you're on the right side. And sometimes, as do you, and as do a lot of well, our listeners. Right, but sometimes you're think, on the wrong side, like oh. you said. But let me ask you this: Give me, on a positive side, give me the one pick in your head this year where you think it was your. As we're wrapping up college football season, where you thought it was like your best pick of the year, it was one that you, no one else believed in, but you hit. Is there one that comes to mind? Jesus, I don't know what. Like for instance, mine would be uh, mine would be Illinois over Wisconsin in college football. You know what I mean? Where a game where okay. where everyone didn't think that everyone okay. kind of called you crazy, but you hit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like remember the the world's biggest cocktail party, and no yeah. one gave Georgia. No one liked Georgia minus yep. six and a half. That's what I mean. I did. You know, like I don't know. The Friday night, for God's sakes, nobody talked about Oregon. That's no a, one that's gave a Oregon one. a chance. I loved them. I mean, I, I pride myself on not doing that square bullshit, you know? Like, look, but then there's the other side of it. I mean, they're not for a second. I mean, literally, not for a second was Georgia the right side against LSU. Right. And where, where was I residing? I was residing right there. You know, a horrible pick. I, I just, it is remarkable. And, you know, obviously, I have it all on my laptop, and I take the notes every week. I chart all my games. I'm going to be interested at the end of this to just go through and do the retrospective. Oh, I remember that was a really good pick. Man, that was a shit pick. But why was it a shit pick? What did I miss that week? What did I do wrong? Go back through the notes. This is as much about an experiment as it is anything else. Yeah, but I mean, you had another one last week that was that started out a little iffy, but then you blink your eyes, and, and towards the end of this game, it couldn't have been any easier. Clemson minus 28. Yeah. At first, you're kind of you know we're kind of watching the game. Okay, maybe. But I don't get credit for that because everybody was on Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, that's so many points." Yeah, you know, but, but I think they were begging. They were trying to bribe you to take a Virginia team that shouldn't be on the same field. Yeah. I mean, look, I liked Wisconsin. That one was. Yeah. Nobody liked Wisconsin. I don't think that was ever a loser. Yep. You know, so like it's 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 tough. Last week it was funny. I called it the Island of Misfit Toys. I liked a bunch of teams nobody liked, and you know what? You think, hey. Maybe I take this angle, this'll this'll play out. You still end up a slight loser. You know, you don't get hurt too bad. You sure as hell don't win. It's it's fascinating as this becomes legalized yeah. to see if people's experience with it changes a little bit. That maybe it is more accessible. That maybe it isn't you know, you know, like people aren't gonna treat it like it's some illicit activity. Oh, totally. I just kinda wonder where it'll all go. But all right, enough of us babbling. Bottom line, Sully for a guy, you know, again, not a tout, no one's paying for picks, there's no word speak, everything's everything's on the pod. It's all documented. For any human being, all jokes aside when I bust his chops with some of his highly public picks. <laughs> Uh, anyone to go on a 27 and 9 run. Look, man, he's going to have a bad week sometime. How yeah. about just leave the guy the fuck alone? Okay? When I do, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 27 and 9, man, that is, holy shit, is that good? Let's try and keep it going. Um, All right, go ahead. Where do you want to start? Well, I guess we have to just at least talk. I, I want to talk about this game because it's the only college game of the week, but it's not only uh, that, it's two teams where you have. I feel like every week, all season long, you have an opinion on at least Army or Navy. Yeah. So I, I want I want you to start and just what you're thinking with this Army right. Navy game and the tradition of this one. Well, I think first of all you have to look. The spread opened up at nine and a half. It's now out to eleven. Are we good on that? Mm -hmm. Do we have an agreement? It's at eleven right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's crossed through the key number. Now, I need to see the splits on this, um, just to to just to give you a better idea, but. Look, the game itself, I don't do the throw-the-records-out routine. I think there's actual reasons. All right, here's some of your money splits, and this is what's good. Yeah, Navy, about 60% of the bets, 60% of the money, so nothing's out of whack. You know, for Army, they're 5-7. and seven. Uh, They got hatcheted by Hawaii. It, Navy's going to the Liberty Bowl. Yep. Um, Navy has had a really a, a great season. Malcolm Perry, I've talked about it all year. If you haven't watched Malcolm Perry, Navy's quarterback, you really should. Um, 
it reminds me of Dante Hall. Uh, just a joystick. Um, he's Love a fantastic player, and, and Navy's a really good football team. Now, look, Army had a brutal stretch after taking Michigan to uh, OT. You know, they lost some bad games. Lost, I think, Georgia State. Lost to Western Kentucky. Uh, disappointing year. But Army has won three in a row. And the senior class of cadets has a chance to leave Army undefeated against Navy, which I know that sounds, oh, who cares? This really, this is really everything, you know. And when I went to West Point earlier this year, I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen. Beat Navy is everywhere. Sing second is everywhere because the winner sings the their 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 fight song, alma mater, whatever you want to call it. Second, um, it's everywhere. You would think Navy's the only game for Army, and vice versa. Now, here's the one thing that's really surprising. And I was looking at this in my notes, and in my preparation, rather, excuse Mm -hmm. me. Do you realize six of the last seven games in this series have been decided by six points or less? Wow. Now, again, in the the mix, there have been ranked Navy teams. There have been Navy teams that won two football games, like last year. Army beat them 17-10. This is one where, yeah, I mean, look, you got to go back to 2013 uh, Navy dropped a bomb on Army 34-7. Um, you know, before that, what, 17-3 back in 09? Uh, look, Army has had Navy's number the last few years. Navy's really, really good. These two teams are 1-2 in rushing, both north of 300 yards. The initial is to just take Navy, lay to points, they'll blow Army out. Mm. But I think you're giving me 11 Army's gotten their offense together here the last few weeks. It was really teetering middle of the year. I just think it's too many points. And the bowl game factor, like you mentioned. I I want to focus on that for a second. I think that does matter, especially in not that they're not going to take it seriously. My God, it's it's a big rivalry game. But... But the bowl game, in the back of their head, they know they still have another game. Army doesn't. Well, right. And this is Army's bowl. This is the chance to keep the winning streak together. Army does not have a chance at the Commander-in-Chief trophy after their loss to Air Force. Um, This is everything wrapped into one. And while I don't believe Army's going to win the game, I could see a 31-21 final where I'm getting 11. So, look, the public thing, the easy thing, you just take Navy. Oh, fuck it. They're better. I just think it's too many points. I watch the series closely. I watch it every year. I carve time out to watch this game. I love this game. Um, I don't know, man. Boy, I know, Sully, you like trends. This is always a close game. I think Army's playing some of their best ball, the Hawaii game notwithstanding. And this is just familiarity. This is everything for Army. They don't have the bowl game. These seniors don't want to walk out a loser to Navy. And just like Navy, their seniors don't want to walk out 0-4. I just think it's too many points. Yep. Now here's the best part. I'm going to take Army, so you should take Navy. No, I'm that's take, how I. I'm I taking Army as well, and it is one. You know, I like to look at trends, and and I do think that one of the trends that was made me skeptical, I'll admit, was the fact that that Navy is twelve and three against the spread in their last fifteen games. They've been no, doing they've a great, been great job with covering. They've been but, fabulous. I've done a good job with them this year. Yeah, but I just think it is too many points, and I really do believe, as I talked about, I think a couple weeks ago with. The bowl game element of it, where that stuff does matter. When you have a team, as in a couple weeks ago, where teams are fighting to get into bowl games, get their sixth win, Yep. this is a situation where it's the opposite of one team's already in the bowl game, not that they don't want to win, but this is Army's last game, and they're going to maybe prioritize it even more. I think they stay within 11. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when Big Power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, Big Power Company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. 
That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, let's go to the National Football League. We'll start out Thursday night. We'll start out with a team that you've ridden, you've laid some ridiculous numbers I with. Know. Uh, I mean, last week's a prime example. I had the Buffalo Bills at six and a half. They lose by seven. I, it's just, it is what it is at this point. I mean, the Ravens, if you want to back them, you're going to pay a mammoth tax. Yep. The Ravens are now currently, this opened up at 14 and a half. Right. It's out to 16 and a half. I'll let Sully lead. It's his team. Uh, yeah, and last week was an example where I certainly I trusted Baltimore by six, and I, and it was a little closer than I wanted. But no, this one's just too many points. This is one where I stay away from now. And with that being said, this is not one that I am betting against the Ravens on because I know they are capable of putting up a ton of points, but I'm not trusting them this week. It's a pass play. For me, no. I, I again, Lamar's a little banged up. Baltimore has has shown an ability not just to beat people but to murder them. But th- this is ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't remember a season in my life with spreads like this. And, and if if I'm gonna bet this game, no. you got to take the points. You got to close your eyes and take the points. Sixteen and a half, or in a parlay scenario, you buy it to seventeen and a half. What are we doing here? This is not the ACC. I mean, there are just lines every week, and, and man, if you short go, week of prep for the Ravens too. Yeah, and and hey, man, what would scare me more than anything else? You know, the Jets just—it's. It, I love big underdogs that no one's betting on. I much prefer that. Right, the Jets are getting forty-two percent of the bets, but it's only generating about twenty-six percent of the money. Yep. It's a little too much support. I, I, it'd be Jets or pass for me. I just sixteen and a half. Yeah, I don't have the confidence. I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't have the confidence to just grab a sixteen and a half and go, yep. which is what I normally would do. I just there's a couple games I like on this board. I'm not going to overexpand my card. I'm going to really kind of close ranks this week. This card to me, it, it's a minefield of disaster. So I'm going to try to be careful this week. The NFL has not been good to me. Uh, and why am I going to expand out with some crazy... Hey, look, I've got a couple plays yep. no one's going to like. So I already think I've got some possible disasters on hand. So I'm going to leave this one alone. Okay. Let's go to game two. Tampa Bay comes to Detroit. Detroit opened up as a four-point dog. It's at a three-and-a-half-point number right now. Uh, it is damn near a 50-50 split. Uh, betters, money, both sides right down the middle. Mike, I got to be honest with you. Jameis Winston, I talked about this on our regular program. You know, you you could take the top five QBs, arguably in football this year, with Rodgers and Mahomes and Wilson and Lamar. Um, they've thrown twenty total interceptions amongst them. Jameis Winston has thrown twenty three by himself. Then I factor in thirteen fumbles. We're talking thirty six turnovers. You're going on the road. Detroit has lost seemingly uh, 100 games in a row, and there's that number just hanging at three and a half. Marvin Jones got sent to the IR this week. Uh, Detroit hasn't quit. They're just not that good. I actually think in this spot, as much as, and again, I I like Tampa Bay this year at certain times, I I actually think this this spot kind of screams Lions. Really? I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not sitting here demanding or, yeah. or decreeing. I See, just... I like Tampa Bay in this one, and, and I, of course, Jameis Winston. He's every game you can just count on him throwing an interception or two. But on the other hand, Mike, the Lions, thirty second in the NFL in interceptions. They have five interceptions. That's the that's the least in the NFL. So it's not like the Detroit is actually in their secondary is just picking off a ton of quarterbacks. So I think that look. Can David Blau be a little better? Yeah, and he probably will and be a little better than when they played Minnesota, but I just think Tampa Bay is, is a better match than the Lions. I, I would I would lay these points. I would what lay about three and a half. Total in this one of forty five and a half. I thought an underplay yep. here could be in the mix. Is that something you were looking at? I think so as well. Yeah. And and it's I mean, think about it, Mike. Looks too easy could, for an over. W- could you see this game? 24-20? Right, well, right. Or the opposite, I would ask. Could you see? Do you see this as like a 34-17 type game? 
No. You know, maybe just, and I'm, I'm trying to think of a score example of maybe no, a, a I mean, tier that's a little too high. Yeah, I think I, I just don't know that. Look, man, with the turnovers for Tampa Bay, it can mitigate scoring. It can also give scoring away. Mike, to me, I thought the under looked interesting here. I just thought, I think if you're if you're backing Detroit, under has to be the play. Okay. I think no, I'm saying like it it, it would have to be a lower scoring game for the Lions to to cover this number. I don't imagine David Blau getting into a shootout with Jameis Winston nope. and being involved in a 31-28 game. I don't see nope. that. So I, I just I, you're the total king. I wanted to at least throw it your way. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Tampa Bay minus three and a half as the play, but I right. I like the under for sure. All right, Kansas City hosts Denver. Opened up at eleven and a half. This thing has quickly crossed the key number at ten. It's at nine and a half. Denver, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is remarkable to me. What I am looking at: sixty-eight percent of the bets generating ninety-four percent of the money. Wow, is on the Denver Broncos. Huh. No one betting on the Kansas City Chiefs. Thirty-two percent of the bets, only six percent of dollars accounted for, according to the Action Network. Mike, do you have a take on this one? I think it's a Drew Lock hype. You know, I think it's a lot of people buying into him and thinking that he's going to go to Arrowhead and and take care of business. And 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 I, I don't think that. Hey, I think it's been well documented. I think we've talked about it a lot on this podcast that Kansas City's defense isn't exactly good this year. But this was. Be honest with you, Mike. I'm interested you get your take on it because this was one that I did leave off. I got about five, six games in the NFL. This was one that I just did leave off my yep. card because I still am uncertain about Drew Locke. I'm not ready to. I love judging quarterbacks and I love being the first one to give an opinion on a quarterback, but sure. I'm not quite ready to anoint Drew Locke quite yet. I know he's the talk of the AFC, but not quite yet. No, I don't think it has anything to do with Drew Locke for me. It's more you have Kansas City coming off a massive road win at New England. I think it's a similar setup to you see Houston and how they reacted to their win over New England and came out and got trounced by the Denver Broncos last week. I think the Broncos can line up, run the ball. Phillip Lindsay's getting a bigger workload. Phillip Lindsay against the Chiefs defense that is not uh, solid, so to speak. You're getting damn near 10 points. I get it. I mm-hmm. see it. I think it's Denver or you don't touch it. I'm not going to lay 10 points with the Chiefs. That's got backdoor no. cover written all over it. I'm just not comfortable backing a rookie QB who the bottom's going to fall out here, and you're not going to get any advance notice. It just happens with rookies. Danny Dimes started out real hot his first couple weeks. Next thing you know, turnover, 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 turnover. Giants lose eight straight. You know, Brandon Allen started out hot. (whistles) See ya. You know, rookie QBs, backup QBs, they get exposed. Gardner Minshew, first couple weeks, Minshew mania. We're all wearing headbands and mustaches. Couple weeks later, bottom falls out. You got no warning. I just got a hard time back in Denver, but Denver would be the side if you played it to me. No? Yeah, if if I were to play it, it would be it would be that side because I think it's just this one's just too many points right now. Houston, Tennessee. This is a div- I mean, you want to talk about a division nobody can figure out. Tennessee is a three point favorite. Uh, they they buzzsawed the Raiders. That was a really interesting game in the first half. They were tied at 21, big plays all over the place. And then Tennessee, they just locked it down, end up cruising to victory out in Oakland. Houston gets blown out by Denver, didn't even compete, total embarrassment, didn't handle their success well at New England. Now, if you want Tennessee, you're going to pay dearly. you got to lay a field goal. You want Houston, you got to buy that they're going to bounce back on the road and play a hell of a good football game. I mean, Tennessee's won four games in a row now. Yep. They're not slowing down. Ryan Tannehill has galvanized that entire offense. They score 30 a week like clockwork. Um, I think it's a tough game to back a short road dog. I also think it's tough to back a Tennessee team where everything just seems to be coming up aces. Blocking field goals for touchdowns and you know uh, getting, uh, getting a 95-yard touchdown last week. It's just... I think this is a game I, I don't see a value in it. Um, do I nope. still think Houston's probably the better football team? Sure, but I'm not comfortable. Houston's hurt me this year, uh, and they're very helter-skelter. So no value here. I think it's a really good game to watch, but nobody gives a shit about what games I care about watching. But go ahead. You talk that to me about it. That is exactly the thing with this game. It's, I think it's definitely going to be close. I think it'll be really, really close down the stretch, and, and certainly in the late in the fourth quarter, it's going to come down to... 
one big play in the fourth quarter, whether that's to set up a team in field goal range or whether that's a, an actual touchdown, I think that three is probably the right number, but I could see it going three either way or two either way or a really, really razor-thin type game. So, no, it is one that you watch and don't bet on for me. Giants host Miami. And, guys, don't freak out. Sully's got five or six yeah, plays. No, we do. I got three. We do. I'm telling you, this card, hey, man, if you if you want to be Tommy Tough Guy and you want to play nine games and brag about it, God bless, do your thing. I think you're insane. Um, <laughs> no, it's the truth. This card is is incredible. Right, difficult. but, it, but we're, we're still at least giving angles to games that we're not betting, which Trying is good. Trying to. Uh, Giants host Miami. I think this is one the G-Men are going to ruin my life. They'll Ooh. win. They'll knock themselves out of the t- out of the uh, – <laughs> out of the number two pick. But look, I mean, right now, this this number is, I cannot, in good conscience, advocate laying three and a half with the New York football giants. Can't do it. Yep. I mean, this could easily be a field goal game. But yet, yet, I'm not totally comfortable with the Miami Dolphins getting three and a half. I mean, last week, they sit there in a game where they... they, they I don't know what's more concerning, the fact that Sam Ficken was forced to kick six field goals or the fact that Miami allowed the Jets to get down that close six times. I don't know what to do here. I hate the angle that Miami is back-to-back on the road, oddly enough, in the same building. Um, I I hate the fact that the Giants are on this long losing streak because you feel like they just got to get a win somewhere. Uh, It's very rare for NFL teams to just roll out and lose 10 straight. The number is brutally difficult. You're at that three and a half where you kind of like the road dog, but you know the home team's probably going to win. Mike, to me, if you have a strong take here, go for it. I think if you're going to play the game, if you're going to play the game, you'd play the Giants. But I am not in a position, I don't have the confidence level to do it either. There is No. no way I'm telling people or I'm putting my money on the New York football Giants, with the level or lack thereof of quality they're playing at. Yeah, and I think it's also... One thing I do when looking at games like this late in the season, these are two teams who are bad, who are in the top five in the NFL draft, and I don't know, I I never... You you don't want to criticize people or call people out for tanking or not trying or whatever you want to say, but yeah, part of me does think, does either of these two teams really want to win, need to win... Uh, it would mess only. It would only mess up their draft stock. So in games like this, I think some weird stuff goes on sometimes. I know the Dolphins have been good covering on the road this year, but pass. Uh, and, I, and I'm being upfront. And again, I'm not a professional, so I, I I don't know why this would surprise you. I'm going to be rooting against my team. Yeah. So I don't want to bet on my team to win because then I'm in some psychological vortex of punishment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just staying away. I just don't want to do it. This is I, I, it's an that, awful, way, that is a that is punishment. It's an wow. awful game. Oh well, that's not a pro. I'm not a pro. I'm a guy. Chicago, Green Bay. Chicago goes to Lambeau. Green Bay opened up a seven point favorite. They're down to four and a half. Um, you know, we had tinkered with the idea of Washington last week. I didn't have the guts to pull the. The trigger, it turned out to be the right side. Um, Mike, to me, listen, Green Bay has just not been impressive in a long time. No. I think they're very vulnerable. Um, they they have a look of a football team that is a bit fraudulent. Now, I started the year thinking they could be a Super Bowl team, and they were racking up the Ws, but every week that goes on, I keep waiting and waiting and waiting for that offense to kind of kick into gear kind of get moving a little bit for the defense to tighten the screws. It's not happening. Uh, The Bears, it's kind of the opposite. They're playing better football. Mitch Trubisky, playing better football. Kind of wonder if this is a, wait, did they just lose to Mitch Trubisky's spot? Yep. Bears getting four and a half. What's your take? My take, and I do have a take for this game, although it's the over 41 points. Because I think this is a game that's going to be a little more high-scoring than people think. I know that Chicago's been playing good defense. I do. But I could see this as a game where it's a 24-20 or a 23-20 or even a, I don't know, 27-23 type game. I think I do think that these two teams get into the 20s. I know the Bears have been playing well, but I'm, just, I'm playing the over in this one. I, I'm not—look, it's never safe to just— uh, to, to bet against Aaron Rodgers at home, I get that, but I, I'm in a position right now where I I can't just bet on the Packers in this game and just no. blindly bet on the Packers because of that and because of let's be honest, the fact that the Bears have been playing good football. 
So over's the play for me. You want a terrible public selection, but it's one that I just, I cannot, I can't possibly back this team. Seattle's going to Carolina. Seattle, four and a half point favorite. Now they're laying six flat. How do you not pick Seattle in this game? Carolina's I was, I fired was their fascinated coach. to hear your take on this they had one. No quarterback play to speak of. Their defense stinks. They, they've run Christian McCaffrey into the ground. How do you not back Seattle in this spot? And the problem is Planet Earth is backing it. I know. Okay? I hate being on that side. But this is one I look at and I go, all right, wait a second now. They're, they're, what value am I getting with Carolina? I'm not getting a touchdown. I'm not even no. getting six and a half. No. Six flat? Seattle? I just feel like it's a spot. I if feel you like, do it, I'm doing it. Yeah, I like Seattle here. That's the only public play I got for you. The other games you're not going to touch. The other games you're gonna you're gonna throw up all over your nuts. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I there's it, well, I've, it I've got a couple selections this week, and they're just going to be no fear. Close your eyes and do it. And I'm not. Hey, people, fade it. Go against it. Do whatever you want. But like some of the numbers I'm seeing are obscene, and I have to do what I'm about to do. But Seattle's the only public thing I got for you. Yes, it's a cross country trip, and I know we meant like to mention that, but. Uh, Panthers, they have really struggled against the run this year. So I, I, I think that Seattle's it's a, it's the opposite. Seattle's been really really good on the ground, and yeah, I, I think laying six is more than fair. I've loved betting on Seattle and it, all year long. So yeah, I'll do that too. All right, here here comes the craziest pick of the year. Okay, I've been on this team a few times lately. I've won every time I've bet them. Here we go. Ooh, I have an idea. New England laying nine and a half to the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is exactly the type of flea-ridden mutt that I love. You ready for this? Yeah. 14% of tickets, 18% of the money. Oh, wow. I love, I love a big home underdog that nobody's betting. That, yeah. to me, look, the New England Patriots right now are not a good football team. I don't give a shit what that record says. I don't. I'm talking about right here, right now. Their offensive line is bad. Their running game is bad. Their quarterback looks 42 years old. And at defense, look, man, they had to block a punt to stay close in that game last week. This is, they will go and they will beat the Bengals. There is no question about it. But are the New England Patriots in a position to essentially give 10 points? I have a problem with that. I think Planet Earth will go on the Patriots. Every drunk guy, seven Bud Lights deep at the sports book, will go with the Patriots. And I never want to be on Bud Light guy's side. Hmm. I just don't want to be. I'm going to close my eyes. You can laugh. You do whatever you want. I mean, I, I took the Bengals to beat the Jets. They no, blew them out. Laughing. I took the Bengals last week, getting eight and a half. That's another win. I just feel like these numbers are outrageous. New England should not be giving 10 points. To anybody right now, yep. anybody, I, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'll take the nine and a half. I'm going to close my eyes and hope I'm right here. But I feel like that's the right side to be on. Now, go ahead and laugh. No, uh, in my famous words, this one is a pass for me this yeah, week. I, I bet. But I will say this, and this is kind of funny about this game. I was reading, I was trying to talk myself into it. Hey, can I bet the Patriots this week? Let me, let me see what people are saying about it. And I'll tell you what, I read this... Uh, I read one of the expert picks on one of the sites I go on, and, and the, the pick was New England minus 9.5. And, and I was reading through all of his analysis. He had a few paragraphs on it. And even with him trying to convince people to bet the Patriots and how that's his play, I just can't do it. you know. And it's basically predicated around this belief that the turnaround starts now for New England. You know, they they've been 13 and 2 against the spread in their last 15 against losing teams and and now's the time where Brady just blows a team out and they get rolling for the playoffs. I don't may, think they're may, capable. And maybe that happens, but that that's not just that's not a football reason. That's more of a historical reason. Right. You know, oh, the Patriots are just going to turn it on and flip the switch, which I know <laughs> that you've been right in years past when that happens. People, if you just said that, you'd be right. But I, I can't bet on a game just because of the belief that, hey, this would be good for the Patriots what to blow them you, out. What lends you to believe they can do that? Right. I no, mean, right now, all you need to do is take Edelman out and bracket him, double him. They don't have anybody else who can win vertically. They don't. And, and, and right now, I mean, it looks like they got robbed trading for Sanu for a second-round pick. Jacoby Myers isn't ready. They have nobody at the tight end position. 
They have nothing right now in their running game. Sonny Michelle is kind of a three yards in a cloud of dust guy. The O-line's not protecting Brady. What football reason do I have? Now, look, I mean, schematically, there's no one better. They're going to make the adjustments. McDaniels is going to do his thing. But, Mike, just look at him against Kansas City Too last week. Huh? Too many points. No, I mean, look at them against Kansas City last week. Yep. They're running trick plays like it's a fucking backyard football game. Yep. They had to block a punt. They had to use a halfback pass. They had to use a flea flicker. They emptied their bag and still lost. And Kansas City really didn't play that well. I just, for me, hey, man, believe me, you guys want to sit back? Oh, I'm betting New England. Go ahead. You didn't need me to tell you. I think I think Cincinnati's the side. I've done good with Cincinnati, done well rather, excuse me. <laughs> and I feel like again these numbers are a little out of whack for me. Uh next game, Philly travels to Washington. Philly opened up a six point favorite. It's down to four and a half. It's the same principle for me. I like the Redskins. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles should be going on the road and laying more than a field goal to anyone. They could be, they could play a collection of of neighborhood children. They shouldn't be laying more than three on the road. Last week, things got so bad for Philadelphia that Josh McCown was warming up at wide receiver. Josh McCown, he's a backup quarterback. They have no one healthy. Their running game, hey, listen, they popped a play or two against the the lifeless G-men with Boston Scott. Washington's a hell of a lot better versus the run. Washington hung tough. They had every reason to lay down at Green Bay. Fell behind early. They didn't. They covered the number. Philly's got to go on the road Hey, they may beat Washington. No problem with that. Not telling you Washington's going to win. But the idea that the Philadelphia Eagles are laying four and a half points on the road, and here's the other thing I love. I mean, I I adore this. 60%, 65% of the money's on the Eagles. Perfect. So why is that number going down? Why? Reverse line. If everyone's on the Eagles, why isn't it out to six and a half? Why isn't it out to seven? I I just think, again, it's it's a home dog. Nobody's touching it. Hey, man, make fun of it. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you, I don't want to be on Bud Light guy's side. I think, again, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, oh, the Eagles are good, man. Super Bowl team. Redskins blow. All right, good. You want to be on that guy's side? Go for it. I'm not interested. I'll take the Redskins. I'll take the four and a half. Here's why I can't make fun of it, though, because, Mike, I Washington's defense is not terrible. You know what I mean? Like, their defense this year, they haven't been, they really haven't been bad. I know a lot of people think that Washington's defense has been been awful, but when you look at it, their defense actually has held up okay. Yep. Especially, now, I believe the Eagles are down a, a couple more starters after uh, the Monday night game, but I can't make fun of it. It's I have four other games I'm playing, so it's yeah. not a play, no, but hey, no, listen, no make fun. I'm not begging anyone to get on my bullshit bandwagon. NFL yep. football has been a death sentence. For I me. have an even bigger underdog I can't wait to get your take on, too. Just deliver it. Atlanta? Yes. I, I mean, come on. I mean, I'm looking at the board and I'm going bigger. That number jumps right out <laughs> at you. Atlanta opened up 11 and a half. It's at 11. You, yep. know, the, you know the best part? 55% of the bets accounting for over 80% of the money. On Atlanta. Wow. The big bets are on the Dirty Birds. San Francisco, off an emotional win, one of the best football games of the year. Now, mind you, Frisco's two-week run here at Baltimore, physical, brutal football game, gut-wrenching loss. Get up off the mat, win one of the highest-scoring games in NFL history, on the road, in the Dome, at NOLA. And now, you want me to have to cover an 11-point number against an Atlanta team that I hesitate to say is resurgent, but they have at least shown signs of life. Yep. Sully, go ahead. That's just how I view the game. I'm interested to see how you view it, and I have a feeling. Uh, just tell me yeah, this Falcons, is a play, right? Falcons plus 11, I like. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, and Mike, it's, the point, yeah, I was, I was going to say that the point you make about what the Niners have been doing and, and the tough weeks that they've had is well taken. And I also look at it from Atlanta's end. They have had some good spots this season, and it's, and it comes. These spots are when they play good teams too. Atlanta four and one against the spread this season 
against teams with winning records. Point is, when Atlanta plays good quality teams, they step up, and they've played well, and they match that level of play this year. So I think that, that Atlanta stays with an 11 for this one. A couple of games that I frankly hate. Um, we can kind of put these together just to move the process along. Um, Cleveland at Arizona. Cleveland's laying two and a half. There's been no line movement, even though everybody and their mother is on the Cleveland Browns. Keep, keep that in mind. And then Oakland hosting Jacksonville opened up at four and a half. It's out to six and a half. I just flat out got it wrong last week with Oakland. There's mm-hmm. there's really no bullshit and there's no excuse. I took the wrong side. I got popped. Um, I don't like either of these games. I just, the Arizona thing, I'm getting tired of the, the, the ooh, Cliff and, and Kyler. Kyler Murray was terrible against the Steelers. Absolutely terrible. Threw three interceptions. One was a horrible misread of, of, a, of a simple zone coverage, and Joe Hayden picked him. Um, fourth down, late in the game, Kyler Murray could run it into the end zone for an easy score. He throws an interception. Uh, I, I, I can't. What value am I getting? Two and a half? Nah, that ain't going to work. Um, and I'm not going to bet on Cleveland on the road. They're one of the worst coach football teams in the history of the sport. Yep. Freddie Kitchens, a goddamn embarrassment. It's not a game I'm going to touch. Jacksonville looks like they've quit. Oakland can't be trusted. I'm out on that one. Sully, there's a whole shit pie for you. You want either of those games? Go ahead. Both of them I'm actually going to be betting. Cardinals Get pl- the fuck out of here. Dead serious. <laughs> you just said that. But, but Mike, you're missing oh it. Because it's one of the reasons you just mentioned is why you should be convinced about this game because you're right. The Browns' offense has been terrible. The coaching, extremely poor, extremely inconsistent. I get the point about Kyler Murray, but I think this is, the, the word is rebound. I think this game is a, a game where he has a chance to rebound coming you know, coming after a couple games where he wasn't great. So I'm going to do Cardinals plus two and a half at home, which I love. And then with the Raiders, I think this one will be close, but I am going to lay Oakland minus six and a half. I think this is just what the doctor ordered for Oakland. I know they've been slumping, wow. but the Jags are exactly what they need to get going. Okay. And it starts on the ground. You know, Josh Jacobs is expected to be back this week. I think that he is going to get this team going on the ground, and Oakland wins. I'm going to lay six and a half. All right, I'm going to move on. Minnesota opened up a three-point favorite. They are down to two and a half at the Los Angeles Chargers. And i got to tell you something. This right here, this is as scary as it gets. I think it's a very one-sided deal. So, of course, I'll lose. Uh, Minnesota. 81% of the bets, 86% of the money, yet the line went from three down to two and a half. That's all I need to see. Home dog wow. that nobody likes, 19% of tickets, 14% of bets. I will take the Los Angeles Chargers for no other reason than it looks too easy, yes. and I'm not going to walk into that bullshit with the Vikings on the road. Give me the Chargers. Give me Phil Rivers, who looks like he should be on a walker. That's it, literally. There's yeah. no other analysis. The number looks too easy. The spread's going the wrong way. Then do it. Then and do I'm it. That, that, yep. That's it. And do it. Encouragement. Yep. That's it. That's it. And Mike, here's one more non-football reason for you. Fuck it. This is exactly the type of game the Vikings would lose, isn't yep. it? Yeah. <laughs> the flea bag where Cousins goes on the road, throws a pick six. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. I just there's no other numbers I can provide you. Yep. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I, I you have to play numbers. You can't play teams. You can't get into that habit. Um, I'm already doing one that I know I shouldn't, which is Seattle, but I can't work right. around that. Uh, what else here? L.A., Dallas. Now, this one's kind of wild to me. Yes. It says it opened up Dallas minus four. I did not see that number. That number never existed in my world when I saw the numbers posted. But whatever. It says it opened up that I could have gotten the Rams getting four. Wow. Rams are now a one-point favorite. Planet Earth is on the Los Angeles Rams. Period. Amen. End of story. Yet, I can't do what I'm doing with the Chargers. The Chargers, I feel like... It's an easier setup. Okay. I don't trust the Vikings on the road. I don't trust the Cowboys anywhere. I just watched them get butchered by the Buffalo Bills. I just watched them get butchered by Mitch Trubisky. Mike, I this game right here, I will tell you right now, I am too chicken shit to play it. Everything in my body wants to go with the public side and just take... The Rams. 
Talk me out of wanting to take the Rams here and going against the very type of bet I normally would make, which is flea bag home dog that nobody likes. Go ahead. I can't talk you out of taking the Rams because I think that this is I, I am betting this game, but I'm doing one of my totals here, and I maybe I can talk you into that. No, um, it, no, it, <laughs> no it, you it, can't. it is. But but here's I'm going to give it one of the reasons why I'm betting the under in this game, and maybe that'll support yours. So. The under, I got it at 49. Actually, I think it, literally, I just refreshed it from when I was looking earlier. It's 48 and a half now. But point is, the under in this game, I think that the Rams have what it takes and their defense has what it takes to just limit Dak Prescott in this offense. I think that having an under set around 49 is just expecting way too many points in this game. Now, sure, I could see it 26-21. You know, maybe it's close to that over-under. But I think people are expecting a shootout, and I think the Rams' defense is good enough where they can really kind of kind of slow Dallas's offense down, um, and even one of the trends as well, eight and two the under is in the Rams' last ten road games. So under is my play in this one. All right, I, I'm I'm going to stay away, but it would be the Rams for me. Yep. But I don't have the heart to do it. Buffalo on the road at Pittsburgh in the you can't be serious. That's the spread game of the week. Buffalo opened up a one point dog. It's out to two. One problem. of the bets, 77% of the money is on Buffalo. Spread is going the wrong way. Steelers at home, they just don't lose. They just keep winning. They got a guy named Duck as their quarterback. (laughs) Look, the Bills' biggest problem is Josh Allen has never been an accurate passer. He's not one now and probably never will be. I don't believe the Bills are as good as their record. I thought last week was a good spot for them at home to keep it close against Baltimore. They let everybody down then. Mike, to me, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't trust the Buffalo Bills in this spot. Line's going the wrong way. I get a home team that nobody likes. I'm going to take the Steelers. It's it, it doesn't even make sense. And the Steelers are... So don't fight it. I know. Just go with the, it. The Steelers are, are, are quietly a, a solid team. Um, I, I what's weird is that they're just expecting just such a low. Are you like this with this game too? Just expecting an extremely low scoring game? I would expect it to be borderline unwatchable. I mean, I'm it's, serious. It's crazy. Over under like thirty six. I have a hard time watching games with low level quarterback play. And right. I just I don't think either of these guys is any good. I know Josh Allen's your boy. I don't think either of these guys are any good. I mean, at least Duck throws the ball down the field. It gives Pittsburgh a little bit of that deep ball element. Deontay Johnson's coming on for him, but overall, seventeen to thirteen type game. Hell, sure. I how, mean, how about ten nine? Ten to nine. No, I mean, no. I, I just look numbers going the wrong way. Yeah. I, I just this to me. I'm taking a home team. I'm taking the number. I'm, I'm looking at where the money's going, and I'm just I'm closing my eyes with it. That's where I'm at with the NFL. It, it, you if if you cannot sit there and bet teams because none of it makes any you goddamn know, Mike, sense. I, I, I did close off my card, but I'm going to add the Steelers right. to this one. Well, listen, I'm going to join you with the Steelers. You're, you're and a million games over 500. Thanks for coming out here with the pours and, and betting with us. We are going to win this game together. That's right. And unlike last week when you beat me, although I, and we talked about my 7-2 week, it's that 7-2 week hurt because you beat me in that Oregon-Utah You game. loved Utah. I felt bad. And I delivered the bottle to you on Saturday. No, that's right. It was very So classy. I did pay up. I want to make sure everyone knows. I, I'm Atlanta Straw always right. pays his bets. Uh, last so. game of the week. Let's get this one done. Indy at New Orleans. It opened up at 9. It's at 9. Planet Earth is on the Saints. The number hasn't moved. Oh, boy. Mike, you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I can't add another one to this. All right. That's responsible. But I will tell you this without belaboring the point. Yep. Keep your eye on this. That number has been hanging like a fart in an elevator all week. And Earth is is on New Orleans. 70% of bets, 80% of money. That screams Colts. Screams it. I'm with Sully, and I'm not going to lie to you. If I have a decent week, I'll end up playing the Colts. Mm -hmm. But i got to see how this goes. I'm not going to go crazy expanding the card because I've done terrible. And I've already added one game that I wasn't supposed to add. But but the fact Sully's on it, I'm tailing him. So don't fail me. So here you go. Here are your NFL plays. For me... It's, it's a little bit limited. I'm going to take Seattle. There's my one public mistake. I'm going to close my eyes with the Bengals and the Redskins and the Chargers and Atlanta. There you go. There's the four-pack. Falcons, uh, Chargers. 
Oh, yeah, and the Steelers. Yep. There you go. There's a five-pack. All right, I tried to give you a few extra picks while still limiting because there are other games on here I could play. And I'm going to take the points with Army. I gave you the series history. Um, gave you some of the angles to it. So now it'll be 38-3 Navy, and I'll look like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Sully, your picks for the week. Yeah, Army plus 11. Then we got in the NFL, uh, Tampa Bay minus 3.5. Packers and Bears over 41. Raiders minus 6.5. Cardinals plus 2.5. Falcons plus 11. Rams and Cowboys game under 49, too many points. Seahawks, minus 6. Steelers, minus 2. All right. Uh, David, sexy stat time is next, and we will talk to you next week. It's time for another edition of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. Let's go over to the college ranks because the college football playoff matchups have been set. You have LSU, the number one seed, going against the four seed, Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Then you have the number two seed, Ohio State, facing off against number three, Clemson, in the Fiesta Bowl. Many books have the odds to win the championship. LSU, plus 150. Clemson, plus 200. Ohio State, plus 225. And Oklahoma, plus 1,200. And if you're an LSU fan or if you're out there betting LSU to win the championship, here are some numbers for you. The team ranked number one has never won the national championship. Yes, the number one team in the college football playoff has never won the championship. In 14-15, you had Ohio State, the number four seed, win the championship. In 15-16, you had the number two seed, Alabama, beat the one seed, Clemson. In 16-17, you had the number two seed, Clemson, then beat the number one seed, Alabama. 17-18, you had the number four seed, Alabama, beat number three, Georgia. And then last season, you had the number two, Clemson, beating number one, Alabama. So you might want to hold your money and maybe bet it on Ohio State or Clemson or, dare I say, Oklahoma. Let's move over to the NFL. Texans at the Titans. The Titans are the three-point favorite in this game. Ryan Tannehill is beasting right now. He has a 118.5 season passer rating, which leads the NFL. He is 6-1 as the Titans starter this season, and the Titans are averaging 31.4 points per game with him as a starter since week 7. The winner of this game takes sole possession of first place in the AFC South with two games remaining in the regular season. Let's go over to the Eagles at the Redskins. Considering that Case Keenum, he completed 68.2% of his attempts for 380 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions for a 117.6 passer rating in the first game they faced each other this season. But this time, the Eagles defense gets Haskins. Haskins has completed 55% of his attempts for 6.1 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, and seven interceptions, a mere 61.2% passer rating. Let's go over to the Jags at the Raiders. The Raiders are the six-and-a-half-point favorite, and the only thing I have for this game is that it is the final home game at the Oakland Coliseum. Some tickets in the final month here in December were going for as much as $1,600 for a pair of tickets to get to one of the final games in the Oakland Coliseum. It should be rowdy in this game. Let's move over to the Rams at the Cowboys. The Rams are the one-point favorite in this game. So the Rams have had issues starting out quickly against Seattle. The Rams scored on their opening drive to take an early 7-0 lead. Before that, the Rams had been held without a touchdown on the first drive eight times this year. The Rams are being outscored by their opponent 48-42 in the first quarter, but they own a 111-71 edge in the second quarter. But here's another note. The Cowboys in the last two games have started out fast and then have fallen quickly. This past week against the Bears, they started first drive of the game, 17-play drive, a nearly nine minutes off the clock, a touchdown. 
and then immediately following, punt, punt, missed field goal, punt, punt, then finally scored another touchdown. In the game, on Thanksgiving, nine play drive to start the game, almost four and a half minutes off the clock, touchdown, then punt, punt, interception, fumble, missed field goal, missed field goal, downs, downs, and then another touchdown towards the end of the game. So the Cowboys have started fast, while the Rams have not started fast. So keep an eye on that little matchup on Sunday. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.